Hi, everybody. My name is Phyllis Wyatt-Whitley. If you have been spiritually victimized and traumatized, welcome to Spiritology Live, where I bring my number one Amazon bestseller book to life. Yes, each episode will be a spiritual, a raw spiritual, metaphysical, holistic space of consciousness for self-healing as you learn how to break your religious shackles so you can master and manifest your promised land within. Let's go. Wow, I'm out of breath saying that. <laughs> hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yes, yes. Some of y'all went back and looked. Y'all, some of y'all dared to go back. I dared y'all go back and look or listen, I may say, to the episodes that I had. When you listen to each episode, it's a gem to some of y'all. Some of y'all, you just won't get it. That's the way the Bible is. But you keep listening to it. That's how you master something. You keep listening to it, and you might have to go back. You might have to take notes. This is how they taught us to study for those of you who did not want to go to college. Yes, even in a specialized subject. You know, I went to, don't get me wrong, I went to college. I got a master's. Some of y'all can't tell because I'm lazy with my language, okay? But I, I, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know. And last time I was talking about going from job to job to job. You see how I hop places? Don't be ashamed of that because what happened is I used to admire people who went, you know, back, you know how in the days you can do 20, 30, 40, you can retire at the same job, but they pivot because of the pandemic. So people went from brick to moral to online, hopefully. And those who didn't, they just will be the masses of people that's left out there. I am here to teach you how to get your promised land. And some of you say, oh, I just don't understand it. You know, I want some job to job. I don't have a degree. I don't like college. It's all right. You don't have to have a degree, but you better specialize in something. I remember living in New York. They had so much specialization, so many schools. I went, I used to just find stuff I can get into. And some of it I could afford and some I had to do financial aid. And I remember the lower... The class that I had that was just a few weeks was three weeks of cashier. I went and got in there and you couldn't tell me that was a hard class. And all I wanted to do, all I did at that time, I was manifesting, didn't even know it. I remember just seeing my diploma or certificate for cashier. That certificate for cashier got me a long way. Then I went and I did an accountant certificate. I didn't finish that one. But I learned a lot about accounting and manifestation. That's why I can help people, their finances. I actually went and did a bartender certification and finished that. And I do believe that was six weeks. I did not go and become a bartender. But I'm telling you, that was one of those things that I said, oh, I wish I could have. You know, what if? But you don't want to stay in this state of mind or zone. I really, and I was like, I wish I would have just stayed in in. You know, because I loved the nightclub atmosphere, because I love music and I love the dance. But, you know, behind the bar, I could basically a bartender's or psychiatrist anyway. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a very important job. Some of y'all say, how dare you say that? And you supposed to be a spiritual leader and you trying to give them some something to drink. Let me tell you something. 
least I'm speaking it truthfully that I'm going to sit back at the time. I wasn't a spiritual leader. I wanted to go ahead. It's just like working in a restaurant. I wanted to serve them liquor. And I wanted that whole area to be my little platform. A lot of y'all are fussing. And I don't know why, because y'all go behind closed doors. Spiritual leaders go behind closed doors. And they drink like a fish. Y'all didn't know that? Should I say some names about some pastors that literally had a, what's, what's that, OD on drugs, whatever? I know some people, I was living in Virginia, and they was actually maids for the hotels, big chain hotels. And they said to me that they was shocked when they went into the um, rooms to clean for when they had the big conga, what is that? Big conventions for all the pastors or whatever they was doing for Pacific denominational spiritual leaders. And they said they were shocked to find liquor under the bed, all in the room. Please don't tell me. How could you want to be a bar today? At least I'm in their face and I can control how much I'm going to give them. Yes, you can. Nowadays, you can get them a, a driver. With that being said, it's just like going and being a waitress. You can go to the bartender, get their drink and bring it to them. So it was just a field that I didn't explore, but I got certified in it. If there's a sustain, I had a certificate. I could, oh my goodness, I still got it. I went and took a lot. I took up um, the first computer, Wayne Videk, and all I learned, all of that. And I remember got a certificate in that. So it's no such thing as not getting something. You don't have to be college material. And the reason why I got all these little certificates is because, let me tell you a secret. I didn't think I was college material until I met somebody who told me, you can get an A. You can be an A student. And I said, no, I'm not. I mean, no. And they said, no, you can. And that was actually my ex-husband. I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but I remember he was a what we call an A student, smart, smart man. And, and he went to a very famous college. And, and I said, oh, my goodness, you know, how was it being an A student or whatever? I don't know the conversation, really. But I remember him saying, who said you could get A's? And I remember this, it turned my life. I said, me? I'm telling you, this is what you need to teach your kids. But this was some somebody who at that time was very important to me. He told me something that changed my life. And I started going to school. I went to community college. Yeah. And I was like, I had got A's. I was a B student. In some rare cases, I got a D. And they stopped it because people could, at that time, people could just go ride with a D and still graduate. And I think I did ride with a D. I think, I'm not sure, but I think at that point, as I got older, I just continued my education. And online, thank God for online school. So it was no excuse if I can't find a babysitter. I, I don't have a car. My car went out. Online is great. Even though people say, I ran into people who made excuses with computers and doing work, doing design, and doing online uh, webinars or whatever. The dog at this, the dog at that, the dog stepped and peed on my computer door. That's what we was talking about, clutter. People do not know how to declutter their house. 
in the last two episodes, I did a part one and part two about decluttering, spiritual decluttering. Even though I'm going to touch basis on the physical part, everything starts in the spiritual realm. So if your physical space is cluttering, your spiritual space is cluttered. Let me say it again, because some people say, oh, they recognize those. I have people who just know those gems come. If your physical space is cluttered, that means that something is going on with your spiritualness, spiritual mind, spiritual consciousness, What you can't see because everything happened in the spiritual world first. When God created the world and everything, he did it from his mind and it was a spiritual sense. Adam and Eve was in the presence of the Lord. It was a spiritual sense. And when he kicked them out, it became a physical sense. Oh my goodness, y'all didn't get that. I just gave a good 20-something pastors a topic. Now, see, you can take my meal and learn, but you got to add your own ingredients to it. You got to study more. So, oh, you know, that's a good topic and study more. Some of y'all get on here. And all you do is you say, hey, let me get a topic. Let me get a podcast topic. Shame on those of you on YouTube and podcasts. And they call it copycats. They said you do not arrive until you got copycats. They go, you ever see an episode and then you see somebody else with another episode and it's exactly as the same. I said, why are they thinking about the same thing? Because they don't have no material, no ideas. Their mind is their idol. So they go and they live up for somebody else's platform copycats or fake fraud, all of that. And you don't want to be that type of person. And that's what I'm here to show you how to get your promised land. And when you get your promised land, your promised land is not only for you, it's for the leave a legacy. It's also to help your family first, your community second, and even your state. Even you don't know if you're going to be one of those who leave a legacy for all people. You know, you might be the next Oprah. But you don't want to be the next Napoleon Hill and Oprah and say, I have heard people say that in some of the classes I have taken, master classes, and they say, I want to be just like this person. I'm there. And hey, I'm standing up here and I'm saying, well, how are you going to be like that person? I had someone once tell me, and I was taking up um, counseling in the church so we can counsel the people. And they trained us first. And the young lady said to me, she was prophesied to those of you who don't understand what prophet is, somebody who's supposed to be a spiritual leader who literally is in tune with their inner spirit. You probably know more uh, what I'm talking about when I say a psychic. It's funny that people don't know a prophet, and these are Christians. These are spiritual people, but they'll get on the phone and call a, a psychic. Multi-billion zillion dollar. <laughs> Don't play with me. They is some of them on there making $29 a minute. Well, Miss P, how you know? I did some undercover work. Hello? Yeah. You know about the FBI? Okay. You can say Phyllis did that too. And and not FBI. I'm just trying to tell you this is when you find other businesses information. You have to be undercover. And all you have to do is look at it. We all been to one. Don't fool yourself. Oh, Miss P. Well, I mean, before I knew what prophetic was and a prophet was. What? 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 what uh, okay. Please, y'all. I guarantee you that the majority of the people that goes to the psychic hotline morning, noon, and night most likely are Christians. Because of the other religions, they know how to meditate. 
And even if some of them meditate into a statue, they take time to do that. Not no Christians. Even the Muslims take time to get into their word, to get into the Quran, I believe. And they know the Bible. They know the Quran. They know all of that stuff. They have to show their self-approval. You ever seen Michael Max when he was in jail? He literally, literally studied. And you know why I say Christians? Because Christians don't study. They leave it up to the pastor. <sighs> okay, somebody heard that. Yes. And the, you don't study, but yet your pastor is on here listening to my episodes so they can get their next sermon. And he's doing all of that to try to help y'all because I keep it raw and I keep it real. Some people say, you know what, you too, I just don't like your messages. I don't like how you deliver it. You know why? Everybody is there to deliver a message for the people that God got them divinely connected to. It's some people that are introverts and they speak low. Best pastors. Look at, um, oh my God, what was his name? He was excellent. The one who used to tell the jokes. And he had the mega church in Texas. Oh, well, um, I'm not even going to butcher his name. <laughs> if I remember it, I would always say something. Literally calm, cool. And he got those people. Then you got, you turn around and you have somebody like T.D. Jakes, who's loud, deep, husky voice. He gets his crowd. See, some of y'all didn't even know this. He, God bless him with his divine people. And they literally can hear his voice. And then you got, I think, Duplant. And he literally was like really a um, comedian pastor. He had his people. You had Price, who's no longer with us, the late Price. And he was in California. And he spoke slowly. He didn't yell and whatever. And he went into that word and dissected. Well, if you go to another church, they had to. They didn't get get the word unless they fell over and danced. You know, some churches are entertainers. Some churches are not. Some plays you go to is quiet. Some plays people just sit there for an hour to hear somebody sing opera. Some plays you you just see somebody just do a ballet. Some of them don't even have no music. What is my point? Everybody is made different. So you can't be someone who is trying to sing alto when you are a, boy, how would I say it? Soprano, 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 when you are. Am I bushering that out? Because I believe when I went to try to sing in school, they might have said I was an alto. And what's the ones that can sing pitchy high? Whatever that that is. Do you get my picture? <laughs> God, that's what I get for not searching that part. And I'll probably, um, oh, I remember Osteen, Pastor Osteen. He he came at it. He delivered his word a certain way. So you have to have the ears to know who is delivering the meshes that was fit for you. And I used, I really spent a lot of time trying to convince the people that my mentees that my message was good, it was raw, it was clear. And if you was going to be on my platform and you was going to advertise my brand, it's a certain way that I have. I am what you would call of the drill sergeant, holistic drill sergeant. 
And what happens is, is that God had told me, you can't make nobody listen to you. If they don't like your message the way you give it, leave them alone. They not, they wasn't called to come to you. Now, see, people like to be around me because they, you know, when you are around the right tree, the tree is going to be filled with all kinds of fruit. God said you should know them by their fruit. But people want to come to good, on good grounds. People want to so, uh, so, uh, support good ground. People want to donate to good ground. That when you go to a church and you put your money in there, you better make sure that it's a good ground that you're going to sow something. It's so many people that that go and belong to certain organizations, supports, and it's just like, oh my God, it's no good for them. You're going there to be fed, and it's all right to support the people who is feeding you the most. It's people that go to this church, then they have a spiritual leader, and the spiritual leader is giving them more than the church. But when it comes down for them to say, let me bless, they are blessing the church. When you're supposed to take your blessings and your support and your donations, ties and all, to the person or people or organization that can include churches that is feeding your spirit, making a difference. You have to stand there and say, where I'm at now, would I be here if it wasn't for being fed? It wasn't for the meals I received from that person in place. You understand? So this is how you balance your giving. And you can give some, you give a, a small percentage, always give a, a percentage up to the poor. When you get extra money, you can give to the poor, your choice. You can give to the council foundation, uh, feed the homeless. It's a balance. And if you want to know more about that, you can always come in and ask for counseling itself. And I can teach you all of that. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to teach you. We was literally talking about spiritual decluttering. We talked about feng shui, balancing, clearing off the flow of Chinese art. And I do that with furniture. I am not that strict with it, but it's certain things, you know, I will find myself rearranging my furniture, especially my desk. And if you if you have your desk a certain way and you're working and you find you get these eggs all the time or money is just not coming into your life, change the way your desk is. I'm not going to go over what happens with it, but you got to change it. It's a lot of things. You know, you have to be careful with how many chairs you have or what's going on in your house when you want more people in the house, a new additions to the family. You have to be prepared. And I probably would do my next um, podcast with that episode. So we found out that spiritual, I call it decluttering, literally must happen before your manifesting can come to pass. It's a season for everything, but sometimes you can have delayed manifestation. And that's what we're talking about today. Even though I went all around the boat, but everything I said, everything I said, it's a method to my madness. <laughs> well, should I say madness? Hmm. It's a method to my talentness. Let me leave it like that. So we learned about meditation. You know, they said whatever, Philip Philippians 4, 8, for those who didn't listen to it, I recommend you go back. It says whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is true, think on these things. If it's good report, that's a part of your meditation. I don't understand it, Miss P. Yeah, well, you know when you go to work and somebody is gossiping 
And then you come home and you meditate it. You know, they say, you know, so-and-so said this about your clothes. And you come home and you say, you know, that so-and-so and blank the blank said this. I can't believe it. And you get on the phone and then you get on the phone. Listen, I'm guilty. I am guilty. I'm a spiritual leader and I have been guilty of literally focusing on the one who drove me, drove my mind, drove my mind. You're not supposed to do that. Where there's a mess in your organization, a mess even in your home, you, you t- we tend to automatically focus on that. When you got four kids and one is the baddest, you know what they say, the black sheep of family, and you just focus all day. You are meditating and you have to learn not to. I am still learning. Don't ever let your pastor or spiritual leader tell you that they know everything they don't. We are still learning. But you don't want somebody who's been learning and learning and they on the same road. It has to be a graduation step. You do not want somebody who stays in first grade, elementary school, and they can't go to, straight to, we used to call it junior high school. Okay, but you're still learning. <laughs> well, suppose I don't, you don't go to college. You can specialize in something. I told you about my specialization. And when I was telling y'all that, I think in the last one, and maybe I was just telling you, forgive me because I'm everywhere. With that being said, I remember going to a church and the girl was saying that someone told her she was going to be the next Joyce Myers. And I looked at this woman. She was, her her marriage was in a sham rock. And she just was going, her life was just, I don't know what was going on with her life, but you can tell she was miserable, whatever, whatever. And she was, she told me that somebody prophesied, and that's when I went and got on prophets because people don't know what they are, but they know the psychic. And I was telling you, you know, the people who deal with the spiritual royal, people don't know how much they make. They, they are making 20 something even more. Some of them are charging 500 and people lost a lot of money with them. But now people are literally making sure that they have a profit by them side. Like I heard the Reagans did, psychic by their side, excuse me. And they want a profit, but they don't know how to get a profit because to get a profit, you got to go through the profit and not the people that's trained to be prophets. Somebody told her, prophesied this to her and she turned around and And I'm looking at her, and I believe she was in her 50s. Not that she couldn't have a platform, but stop trying to have somebody else's platform. I don't care if this is the best prophet in the world. Do not sit back and say, oh, my God, I'm going to be the next Michael Jackson. It ain't nobody going to be the next. That's the problem. When Elvis came out, people changed their face, got surgery, came out. They wanted to be the next. Those are called copycat fake people. Instead of them saying, I have that voice. I'm going to go make my own platform. I'm going to learn from him, but I'm not going to try to be him. You can't be a pastor. You can't be T.D. Jakes when you got a, um Osteen voice and you uh, more like an introvert and you're quiet or whatever. You understand what I'm trying to say? And I'm standing up there and I'm looking at this girl and I'm like, well, do you have, do you preach now? Do you have a congregation now? No. When when you when you gonna look at it? When you gonna go get it? Now I got nothing to do with when she turned because she was in her forties, I believe. When you turn, when she turned 50, 60, 70, some people do get or you know that's between her and God. But I'm trying to teach y'all something. Don't be somebody. You can learn. You can admire. You can take their meal and you make your own. You can take their ingredients, or maybe 
Well, you can take the ingredients in that meal and then put it into your talent and your gift and then, you know, roll it all up and let it come out in a unique form that you are. It's your marketplace. It's your calling. So we did the meditation. We did the imagination where architecture literally have everything in his mind and he put it on paper. That's a good vision board. But yet you say, I did all of that and nothing came to pass. We got another one. What about prayer? I just feel like if you ain't praying, what is going to come to pass? I just don't understand it. You have to pray. Prayer is filling your spiritual man up like you are at a gas station. If you can't fill it up, it is nothing to go in there. It's not going to move. That car will not get you to A to B. Prayer is the avenue that cleans up your spiritual world. But first, you have to know who you're praying to. Miss P is not telling you to pray to a rock. Don't pray to something that you've made with your own hands or somebody else did. You need to pray to a higher source, invisible source. God said you should worship me in spirit and truth. The truth will set you free. You know that, right? But spirit is what? The invisible part of you. The visible part of you that was born from the Father. And I used to always say, atheists know God better than you because, see, when the atheists love the creation, they love themselves. Wouldn't you have, rather have a child that say, I love myself? And you say, huh? Then a child say, I can't stand myself. I, I, I just don't like, I just don't like life in general. You know, that's look, that's like going to the father and the mother and say, whoa, 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 whoa. what kind of parents were you? God is, is, is literally a spirit that is proud for you to sit back and say, this is my father. He's proud to have a relationship with you. So you have to have a praying relationship. Let's look at what happens when you have a praying relationship like Daniel's. Some of y'all uh, look in your Bible. It is someone named Daniel. I'm sorry, I put the S in there, but I know Daniel's. Matter of fact, that was one of my names. With that being said, Daniel seeked God in prayer. This is one of the spiritual food that you you can literally do to feed your spirit. And what happened? Daniel 9, 3. For those of you who say, I don't believe it, here we go. So I turned my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and petition with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. This is what he did. Now, this is from the Hormon Christian Standard Bible. I look at different versions. I always recommend have at least three so you can, each one of them will give you more clarity on that particular Bible because a lot of us do not understand King James. But you have to have a King James because some of them quotes only sound better in King James. And then you can go ahead and get two other ones. With that being said, prayer. Let me tell you what he did. He prayed. He literally had a, a relationship with God in order to go in his presence. When he went in his presence, then he had to petition. That's a request. No, you don't go to God and all you have is requests. Because if you have nothing but requests, you're not believing what he said. He said, if you believe, it'll be done before you get there. So he had a request, but this was something special. 
this was something that he really needed because he was having so much. If anybody knew about the lion's den with his friends and all of them went through in the uh, fiery furnace and the king wanting to worship other gods, he knew how to do something and that's pray. And also David knew how to do something. They lived a life like that was really David, but David knew how to do something because he was a man after God all. Oh, he knew one thing. He knew he knew how to pray. And this is part of the prayer. This is not the prayer you do in the morning and night or whatever. This is a prayer request that things needed to work. He needed an emergency. And this is what happened when you get in situations, when the doctor give you a bad report, where your job give you a bad report, where your spouse give you a bad report. You better know how to do this prayer. He, he prayed. He had that environment ready. Petition. He had a request. This could be a several requests. This is where you could have several goals. The next day, it said he literally was fasting. It's up, abstaining from something. A lot of times they say in spiritualness is from food. It's abstaining from giving stuff to your flesh. And I would say to you, because you are trying to feed the spirit, so I think fasting is great. When you fast from TV, radio, you're not eating that day, you are literally telling your flesh, shut up and be quiet. And that's what discipline, you are disciplining your flesh. Everybody needs to do fasting. At the same time, he had sackcloth, really is that his clothing is it, you know, they say is morning clothing. I would like to say is he had on certain clothing that was something that he didn't wear outside. He wear his clothing that was specially made for going to God and act and I don't want to say and groaning because sometimes you know our prayer is not with words. It's a lot of times our prayer is groaning. Sometimes life brings us so much stuff that's so bad you can't even. You you go to God and is groaning and and um utterance and crying and your tears are dropping. So you don't want to wear going there with a three piece suit, even though you you can do that. You go into church. This is like wait, just let it be. Well, Miss P, what do you do when you spend that special time with God and whatever? I I make sure that I have something comfortable and I make sure first of all that I'm cleaned. I get ready to meet my father. And I put on something very comfortable, depending upon what way you are going to position yourself, whether you sitting, kneeling, everybody do it different. So the clothing, he had ashes. Everybody, listen, I'm gonna give, can I give you a gem? I want y'all to wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do y'all hear that? The pastors are right in this because this is gonna be in the next sermon. Ashes. I believe this was incense that he was burning. Hmm. I just gave y'all something big. Do you see what he was doing? He was making his whole environment ready. His own self, and then he was creating his environment. Well, I don't believe they had that. You need to go back. Because if you go back in that Bible, you didn't read the Bible, and you go see how Esther had to prepare for the king, they had all of that. They had the oil, the essence oil, this Frank's frankincense, hello, and myrrh, all of that. Medicine and all healing medicines all over the plants and all of that that God made a long time ago. So do you understand he created the environment? And you know what happened? 
delayed. This is what happened to your prayer when it's delayed. It's, it's your prayer. It's your manifestation. This is what you want to manifest. You don't pray just to say, okay. You praying because it's something you want. Your request, your petition is something you want. It may be marriage, maybe a new job. It may be, I want to increase. I want to prosper. I want to be healthy. Whatever it is. It could be specifically because you had a bad report. Listen, it's delayed. It's a spiritual world out there fighting. So you don't get these things. No, I'm not talking about the red horn, the, the red horn devil. Let me tell you what happened to him. If those of you who want, oh, that book is beyond, go to Daniel 10, 12, 13. Okay? Now, this one right here, I do believe it was, let me just put it this way. It's in the Hormon Christian Standard, or I go to New King James Version. So if it don't sound like what I'm saying, just go get a different version. Don't be afraid, Daniel, he said to me. You understand? This is when Daniel prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. It says, for from the first day that you propose to understand and humble yourself before God. Now, you, it shows you that God is saying, as soon as you make up in your mind, I'm going to humble. See, all, all his preparation was an act of humbleness. God knew it. Before you step into that closet, whatever you pray, your meditation room, God already know. He said, before you, before you, when you, excuse me, from the first day that you proposed to understand and humble yourself before God, your prayers was heard. God heard you before. Then, then it says, I have come because of your prayers. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. Then Michael, wait a minute, let's go back. 21, how many days? 21. How many days? 21. How many years? 21. Some of y'all say, wait a minute. How many years? 21 plus 21 plus 21. I've been waiting for that man for how many years? I've been waiting for that new car for how many years? Now, do y'all hear me? Let's go to the next one. Then Michael, hello, one of the chief princes, prince, excuse me, came to help me after I had been left there with the king of Persia. Miss P, what is that? It's letting you know that it is a fight in the spiritual realm. That's why you see so much of my religious shackles that I talk about in my book or in high places, spiritual places, to go and oppose anything that God is doing. Whatever God said in the beginning, they go and they do the opposite. I know y'all want to hear that. He said, then Michael, you know who was talking to him? Do y'all understand? It was an angel. Angels exist, honey. Michael's supposed to be the arch angel. He's the like the highest one. Miss P, this sound like the goddamn going military. Yes. If you go look at that word, everything is set up in the military. Just like the military. They didn't even know that. His prayers was delayed because the prince, the kingdom of Persia, all the Opposite, all the bad spirits. Can I give you a little bit of, Jim? Let's say all your bad thoughts was in the warfare or what you wanted and desired. Oh my God, I just, I don't know what to say when these things fly on me. It's nobody but God. Can I say that? 
your bad thoughts. Well, I mean, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the sky. I don't see your bad thoughts. And Michael came. Michael could be the word of God. <laughs> Michael could be that mentor, that spiritual leader that came and said, hey, look this way. <laughs> Let me tell you about that thought. Michael could come through the psychiatrist, the counselor that made you stop all of that. You see? Because sometimes you're fighting this battle alone and you need coaches and counselors to come in, wise men to come in. Do you see? They are literally pushing out that one thought that is tearing your whole life up. I bet none of y'all looked at that. That's a whole nother, you know what? I might have to write a book about that. And I know people are going to try to copycat, but see, y'all, see, God give me these divine little bits, tits, gems, or should I say diamonds? Y'all didn't know that. Prince of Persia. Yes, I do believe it's a spiritual world, but listen, your mind, you know what's in your mind? It's about you living in your promised land and your mind going the wrong way. And you know what? Let me tell you what you got to do. I'm going to tell you what you got to do. You literally have to. Fake it till you make it. You ever heard that? But now I'm telling you, think it until you see it. Put those thoughts in your head till you see your promised land, which is your heart's desire. Not your neighbor's heart desire. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about winning over somebody who was married already. I'm not talking about all of those stuff. I'm talking about go back to meditation if it be any virtue, if it be anything of good reports, it's not a good report that you're trying to take your neighbor, husband, or wife. This is where you have prayer, then you have feelings. Well, law of attraction, it is true. In order to fake it till you make it or think it until you see it, you literally have to feel it to the point where you put it, it on as a clothing and you literally become it. How? A painter becomes his brush. You understand? A quarterback becomes their football. It's, it was something written up that one, a famous football player literally, literally slept with his football. Do you understand? It's a reason. You know why? <laughs> I don't believe Miss people. Let's go. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. New King James Version. That is my one of my favorite. You know why it's my favorite? Because it's just letting you know you are what you think. And what you think is in your heart. And you change that heart to what's in your spirit. That's why I had literally named this decluttering. Spiritual decluttering. Because it says it right here. But as a man thinks in his heart, that's in his spirit, so is he. So if you're not thinking right, you are not going to be right. If you think thinking clutter, you are going to become clutter. And then you know what? You're faking it till you make it because you're making it. It's because you're thinking it because you see it. And you know why you're doing that? Because you're only going to see what's manifested because it's going to come from the spiritual realm to the physical realms. Oh, somebody got this sermon. Somebody, I just gave somebody one month worth of sermon. I gave some Bibles, teachers, some work to do. I don't have a problem with it. 
long as you take my ma- my meal and add some of your own ingredients or vice versa, but don't be a copycat. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I went so long with this because this was deep. Now you know how to declutter. When you declutter the spiritual world, your physical world is going to be good. This is going to help so many people. Some of y'all are going to start seeing manifestation taking place. Some of y'all are not going to go crazy with manifestation taking place because you're going to say, well, you know, I did this. I did this. I did the, I, I, I did the vision board. I did this. I did affirmation. I did meditation. I did imagination. But you know what? You didn't pray. And you need to pray because you need to break those holes down and you need to literally listen. And if that is not helping you, I'm not talking about because you want something in three weeks. Literally, these are specific things. You literally have to go get some, a coach or somebody who can step in like Michael and literally not prune those thoughts that are not there. Because that spiritual world that you can't see is sending that thoughts. That's what voodoo and root workers and people wish witches and warlocks are putting on you. You ever just stop and you all of a sudden you just I feel so bad. And you just start thinking about all the wrong have done to have been done to you. People are sending those thoughts to you. You don't see that running through the sky. We talking about your mind, your thoughts, your spirit. Mm-hmm. Declutter it. And if you need a coach, and if you need a coach, uh, uh, somebody who will be your mentor, you can get in contact with me because you know what? I'm just going to stop and thank you for coming into my space. And I know that you learned something. And what I want you to do is go get your promised land. And I want you to definitely, definitely take the opportunity to order my book, Spiritology. It's on Amazon. And if you really don't have the time to read, I have it on ACX. Look for it. Look for it. What is new? All my books. I want you to go find all my books. I want you to go. The holidays is here. By the time you get this, I want you to go out and give people this book. I want you to give them my other books. I got a lot of books out there, especially the one that's Ask Jalen. Give it to every child, every teenager need to have it. Even grown people. It was labeled. Spiritology is going to be the big meal that I'm giving you in my podcast. I'm only um, taking from my podcast because I'm giving you the dessert right now on my YouTube. All kind of stuff is going on. Go in there. Go sign up for my newsletter. Go. You can. You're not going to go wrong with you getting all of this different ingredients and appetizers and meals and. You get desserts and all of this. I kid you not. You will be manifested as I am manifesting. And as those people, my mentees are manifesting. Remember, if love and self is right, you don't want to be wrong.